Hey everybody, I'm Jay Jones. And I'm LT. And we are the, the Dose, Dose Offensive, Offensive Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Now let's talk about some shit. Oh shit. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Man, so much has changed. Yes. Since the last time we yes. recorded. So we're in a new location. Yes, we are in the penthouse suite, as I like to call it. <laughs> Uh, you moved houses. You I, moved. You moved cities. I, I did. Yeah. I did. It, it was a. It was a trek, man. It, it was. was. It was a really quick few weeks, and then it's just been lagging now. It's like, boom. yeah. So I mean, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things lot have changed. Things yeah. Have changed. Um, but hey, it also gives us opportunity to get back on track. Back on track. <laughs> back <laughs> on track. At least as much as we back can. On. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of things have changed, you know, yeah. uh, but something has definitely stayed the same, and that is scotch. <laughs> that is whiskey, whiskey and the DOG. They go hand to hand. Hand to hand. Like Hansel and Gretel. That's weird. I'm not going to yeah, say that again. I don't, I don't know where it that doesn't, It doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so we're back, and we have, again, more scotch. We have a new one, actually, this, this yeah. time. None Brand of us, new. None of us ever tried this one. Right. Either. It's called Nakando Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, uh, established 1898. Speyside it is a 12-year. 12. 12 years. So it was distilled in 2005, from what Ooh. the uh, bottle says. All right. All right, so, so a little bit about the whiskey before we start the tasting. Hurry. Oh, I know, we want to drink. I know, I know. I know you want to drink. I know you want to drink. All right, so uh, a little bit about the distillery. The Nakando Distillery is a single malt scotch whiskey distillery located in Nakando Moray in the Straith Spade whiskey producing area of Scotland. Nakando Distillery was built by John Titler Thompson in 1898 and is named after the village in which it stands. The name derives from the Scottish Gaelic. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, uh, but it's uh, meaning a uh, hill of commerce. Uh, the village is home to a few other small houses and the larger Nakando house and is surrounded by woods in which there are buzzards, red squirrel, and roe deer. I don't know why Wikipedia has that. It's like it's the middle of the country in Scotland. Yeah. That, You're saying that, that there's like there's wild wildlife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but Nakando was the first distillery in Scotland to be built with the electric lighting in 1908, or I'm sorry, 1905. It was linked directly to the Great North of Scotland Railway, which connected Grand Town on Spey with the main towns of, with the main towns of Northeast Scotland. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You I ever think. notice how much converse is actually built up around booze? Well, you have like Scotland. Yeah. Like <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Um but yeah, definitely. Um I mean, yeah, let's let's take just the small region of Scotland, for example. You have the uh the the Islay region, mm-hmm. right? The, it's an island. There's nothing really going on. We did it uh, on a previous podcast. Uh, where we talked about the island, its inhabitants, stuff like that. Um, I think we're doing. Uh, we, we weren't doing Lagavulin. We were doing. Um, um. Let me look at the shelf. <laughs> were we doing Ardbeg? Was it Ardbeg? It was one. It was probably uh, Ardbeg. It may have been. 
might, yeah, I think that might be like the only eyelid that's still up there. Yeah, it might be, might be Ardbeg up there. Yeah. Uh, but we talked about how there was like three thousand inhabitants, but there was like eight distilleries. Three. Yeah, and pretty much everything that was uh, of economic importance was aimed towards the distilleries, <laughs> like uh, the malt, the barley, the distillery, the cooperage. Everything was kind of revolving around that industry. But they make some of the best in the world. Yeah. Like, hands down. Scotch is life. Hands down. Um, but, like you said, we have not had this one at all before, so we are... So we are uh, uh, virgins be, to this one? Well, I wouldn't... Yeah, we yeah, for to this one. Don't, don't... Like a virgins, virgin. So just popping this bottle for the very first time. As you can see, we have not done this in a while, and we are very, very excited uh, but uh, before we get to drinking, uh, according to the Master of Malt, I just want to go over the tasting notes. So uh, on the nose, it's uh, banana chips, honeyed barley, and a few fleeting floral flourishes. <laughs> what? I don't know, man. <laughs> this is like fancy shit now. I know. Uh, fleeting on, on the floral flourishes. flourishes. Say that really fast. I can't do it. You won't practice your alliterations on I me. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> and on the palate, Cadbury Fingers, brown bread with butter, sultanas, and honeydew melon. What the? Cadbury Fingers. So it's chocolate? I don't know. On the palate. Brown brown bread with, with butter. butter. I, think, I think they're just using this right now to like... <laughs> Tongue twist you. Yes. Because you have the fleeting floral flourishes. Now brown bread with butter. Yeah. And and also the finish is a slow buildup of cinnamon and black pepper, which we will see for ourselves. Um, now, before we uh, we really uh, start to begin uh, the topics that we want to do, um, there's been a, a tragic uh, death in the news lately, and we wanted to do a toast to that. Uh, so that is going to be the uh, the DOG toast of the of the episode. And uh, with this toast, we're we're pretty much trying to recognize that regardless of your uh, your po- political affiliation or your political leanings, there are people who've done great service for the uh, United States, and some of them who paid a lot of people paid the ultimate sacrifice to uh, ensure the freedom of that of that great country, and some of them endured some hardships. And this man did both. He uh, endured, well, he didn't do both. He endured some hardships and then went on after that. Wasn't bitter, wasn't disenfranchised, but he stepped up to further serve his country in a different capacity in the gov- in, uh, as a senator and uh, even up to a failed uh, presidential run. So uh, with this, uh, we make this toast to you, to a fellow vet, fellow, you know, prisoner of war. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. John McCain. I do not get the fleeting. Fl- I do not get the few fleeting floral flourishes. I do get that the I Cadbury. <laughs> I do get the Cadbury fin- fin- uh, fingers. Really? I do get the Cadbury fingers. I don't get the brown bread with butter though. I, I'm telling you, it's it's a tongue twister thing. I think, I think that's I'm what not, it is. I'm not getting the fleeting flor- floral fetishes <laughs> fetishes <laughs> holy shit Fleety, whatever I, I had no idea this whiskey came with uh, whips and chains man oh, yeah. holy crap <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, i've been drinking line. the wrong whiskey the whole time 
I could taste the cinnamon. I could get the cinnamon. It is, it is. It is really smooth, though. I, I do like it. No, it is smooth. This uh, is really good tasting. It's uh, yeah, especially for a twelve year. Yeah. Kind of a. Uh, kind of wasn't expecting it. I mean, I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know what to expect because you know sometimes you you go. You know, Let's you look at the shelf. Let's look. You go from Edredor to Glendevron, <laughs> and that's a big difference. You go from two guys in a garage. <laughs> yeah. To a, uh, to, uh, to a, a pretty pretty big industry. Man, that was, but it was good. I could see myself buying and drinking this one. It wasn't this. bad. It wasn't bad. It was uh, reasonably priced. Um, I believe it was maybe uh, locally it was around thirty-five, forty-five bucks. Okay, maybe not wasn't too bad. Not for a twelve-year, you know. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, a few things I wanted to talk about. So you know, John McCain, obviously. Uh, it's always tough to see a vet go. He had been in the news recently about uh, his brain. Uh, he had a brain tumor, right? Yes, a brain cancer. tumor, and uh, it's the day before. Well, the day before he passed, uh, they they said they were they were not seeking any more treatment. So what that means is that that tumor was, was just to a point, too far a point gone. no return. There was nothing yeah. they could do for him, which is evident by him dying the next the next yeah, day. Yeah. Um, but to go, you know, I, I'm not here to do a whole highlight. So this is someone uh, I actually know John McCain uh, pretty decently. Um, he used to be our our senator when we were uh, living in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did get to see him through that. Uh, there are some. So to say, you know, you can have political differences with people, um, but you should not let that take away from that person's humanity. What you should do is understand, like, for instance, okay, look, McCain didn't give us Martin Luther King Day as a federal holiday while he was senator of Arizona. Um, Pretty salty about that, but you also, that doesn't mean you overlook all the other stuff he did. And and understand, John McCain has understand a lot of the stuff that he went through um, at, at his service. So most people know him as a prisoner of war. But a lot of people don't really understand what that entailed for him. So this is a guy who was a, who was a prisoner of war for five and a half years. In some of the worst conditions you can imagine. Yes. So what happened with him, oh, very horrible. Like the fact that he survived what hap- uh, happened with him is, is amazing. He was shot down. He broke, he broke both his arms and his legs when he ejected. He fell into a river, almost drowned. Um, the the North Vietnamese Vietcom pulled him out. Instead of helping him, they beat the shit out of him. They they, they what, actually was it Vietnam or was it uh, Korea? No, it was Vietnam. It was Vietnam. It was okay. Vietnam. Um, he they when they pulled him out, uh, um, they they basically uh, curb stomped him, ended up breaking his shoulders. They bayoneted him. Mm-hmm. Um, they took him. He was actually in the world famous Hanoi Hilton. Um, yeah. They didn't treat him. Um, until they started getting really, really bad. Then they took him to a hospital, and they um, and only one of the, probably one of the reasons why they actually finally took him to a hospital is because shortly after that, his his father became the commander of all forces in Vietnam. So they were like trying to show, like, hey, look, you know, yeah, we got your boy, but we're taking good care of him, which they really weren't. Right. Um, but they did try to use him as a bargaining chip yeah. um, against his dad. And his dad was like, both him and his dad both went on record of saying, like, no, we're not 
no, we're 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 not going to let you use us, you know, this for propaganda. Um, and, th- and that's a big move, though. Yeah, like that's well, like imagine your your kids and your loved one need to be like know that they're going through some horrible, horrible, painful yeah. shit. And you are you are in charge of the forces there, right. and, and you're in direct negotiations. But but not just that, but but the fact that father and son together came to get uh, made the same statement. Like no, yeah. no, no, we're we're not doing this. Even yeah. from a, a fatherly standpoint, you know that that's I can't imagine. And you know, I can imagine. yeah, you can imagine. And, and for him to do his duty, because I mean, I could say for me, being in a position, I would probably, I would probably want to order every gun I have to go like, down there uh, and get my boy. Can you just bring the football over here? We're gonna launch some nukes. <laughs> We're gonna fuck this guy. It's about but, to be done. <laughs> but you know, he did that, so he ended up staying, staying there longer. Uh, he was finally released. I want to say in uh, early, I want to say seventy three. Around 1973 is when he was finally released, um, and I mean he went through a, he went through a huge ordeal. Like a lot of people don't understand uh, exactly what it meant to be a POW uh, back then in Vietnam, and then we further did him a disservice um, because we treated our Vietnam vets uh, like garbage when they came back home. These were guys that. You know, regardless of what you felt for the war, you know, what you thought about your motives, these were Americans. These were the brothers and sisters, sis, you know, fathers, daughters, aunts, uncles, mostly fathers, daughters, sons, and, you know, um, sent out there to fight, you know, for the Americans. They were going out there to represent our country. Now, you might not have agreed with what they were doing, but, you know, this was family going out there, and then they were treated harshly, harshly there, and then they come back and they were treated harshly here. Yeah, and that's one thing. You know, one of the shames of uh, of America is uh, how they treated their Vietnam vets, the men and women they put in harm's way, and then when they returned home, we they were shed on. But that didn't discourage Tommy came because he actually went further. He he decided not to turn away from the country. You know, he had a very good reason to be, you know. Uh, disenchanted with the whole American dream and, you know, this country and everything like that. He didn't do that. He actually sought to improve it in his vein, a way he thought would help, by going and serving, you know, uh, the country and his his state uh, by getting into politics. Yeah. Man, and he was a sitting. He was a senator for what about almost twenty years? Yeah, for for a long time. for a long time. I mean, it's. Uh, there's just you have people that do I think what, like life of service. I want to say thirty years. Though. Was it? Let me see. I think it's thirty years. Uh, I, I may be wrong. I'm just I'm I'm like I said. It's been I've I've not been to Arizona. Well, he a long started time. as a liaison officer in the U.S. Senate for in in 1977, giving yeah. him access to politics. Right. But when did he when did he get his when did he become a senator of Arizona? Uh, 1982. Yeah. So okay. wow. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long, wow. it's been a long time. Because I remember when we moved there, he was our senator. Yeah. Um. And I'm and uh in high school. So even though it was not in a military high school, it was a civilian high school, but uh, you have several bases there, and he actually made a point of coming down and visiting, uh, the high schools and the bases and stuff like that. So we had the whole, you know, hey, come meet the senator and talk to him. So. Uh, I met first met John McCain when I was in high school, um, and, and I mean we could both agree that was a long fucking time ago. Fuck you. 
Bitch, I can see the grays in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> but, we were getting a little bit too down, man. I had to I had to bring it up a little bit. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's good, you know. Uh, and and you know, this when I say something about uh, McCain that I I can say like you know a lot of people oh he's a Republican he's a devil and that's a a standard theory nowadays. But I'm like no, I was like even when he ran against Barack Obama uh, back then. He was not. He was still a class act. That's actually uh, something I wanted to talk about. Uh, one of my fondest memories of John McCain is when he was at like a rally or a town hall, oh, and one of the it. one of yeah. the ladies was essentially you know talking very bad about uh, about Barack Obama saying he's Muslim and all this stuff, and he just put it on the spot like right away, like no, no, no that, that's, that's not, not true. it. That's not that's true. true. Like he's a good man. He wants the best for the country. We're just going for. We don't. We don't agree politically. Yeah. But yeah, no. But he's, he's a guy, and and I'm a guy, and we're gonna we're gonna move forward, and, uh, and but like th- like that right there to make such a public impromptu statement, that like that right there is just kind of like I like this guy. Like even yeah. even though uh you know he wasn't the the front runner, he didn't, even though he didn't win, he had class. He did. You know, he he understood that there shouldn't be a barrier between based off uh, just strictly political party. You shouldn't demonize people based off of, you know, things that are really irrelevant. And that's one of those things about, you know, having political differences and not taking the humanity out of people. Like I said, I have political problems with him because we didn't get MLK uh, as a paid federal holiday uh, in Arizona. And, of course, that cheesed off a lot of people and – of course, during the election, I, I didn't vote for John McCain because I'm black, and I, my black card would have been taken away if I didn't vote yeah, for Barack yeah. Obama. Well, you already got kicked off the newsletter thing, so I, I did. So <laughs> stop getting memos. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, wait, hey, this is the new outrage. <laughs> did, didn't you see it? I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be mad about now. I don't, yeah. I don't. I'm not mad about it, but no, I always, always felt that. I remember that. I remember seeing that part. And I'm like, man, you know what? Even in the presidential debates, you know, they weren't. They weren't vicious. Well, no, they they, they attacked the arguments. They, it, it definitely wasn't like the last. It wasn't debate. like where they attacked each other. Yeah, yeah. No. the last. The, the, that's why this whole last debate that was a farce. Hillary and and Trump should never been our candidates. Right. And anybody who you know is sitting there going, oh, you know, America's doomed. It's like, no, America's not doomed. We recognized it. You know, it was the you just didn't want to listen. You were manipulated. And then that's how we got the candidates we have now. And now you're crying that you didn't get the outcome that you wanted. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that you know. Skipping ahead to the current political climate, I don't think that either candidate was was good. No, like at neither all. one of them. Yeah. Neither one. I mean, I didn't vote, and I and I, I vote. I'm very adamant about voting because I am the kind of the person that says, if you are not going to get in the process, you cannot complain about what goes on. Right. You know, I have so many people go, oh, my vote doesn't, your vote don't count anyway. Bitch, how do you know? You don't vote. How do you know? If you don't get involved with it, you can't complain about what goes on. Man, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, if <laughs> like, you don't vote. And uh, it's, uh, uh, being all the way out here, it's tough for me. Well, it's, it's harder. It is harder when you're overseas. Yeah. I get that. I know. I trust But, me, yeah, I, I mean, the the large and, and the big picture, no, I completely agree, though. No, like, I, it's harder to do it. And, I, and I've went through my struggles. I voted. I voted every election since I've been able to vote. And I know in a lot of those elections I spent abroad, 
And I know how hard it is to get your absentee ballot in and stuff like that. Trust me, I've been through that yeah. road. But at least you got to get into the process. So you, at least you got to say, you know, get in there. And I tell people, and here's the thing, this is why I say the difference between voters and non-voters is that the people, and if you're a non-voter and you're like, no, that's not true, you're a fucking liar because everything I'm going to say is true. The non-voters tend to not really pay attention to what's actually going on like the voters do. You know what I'm saying? Like they're oh, yeah. not listening. They're not listening to all that. What the the non-voters do tend to get jingleistic. They they tend to fall for propaganda a lot more mm-hmm. because you know the first thing that aligns they're 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 heavily biased. So the first thing that aligns with their their way of thinking, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, you know what? See, that's right. That's why I don't vote. See? Yeah, because you know. Well, they're, they're well, they're also looking for clickbait. You know, like yeah. right now with with the way the media is going, you know, all over Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. It's and and to be honest, fake news. Fake, fake news. news. Uh a lot of it is just clickbaity stuff. It's things that have really no relevance, but it's being hyperbolic to the point of inaccuracy and um yeah. I mean you, you can't you can't trust the media. And so when well, you have well well when you have uh um when you have non-voters in, in your in your discussion, when you have these non-voters essentially click on these clickbait articles and they're getting their information that way versus the voters who know where to get their material, know the uh, the history be- behind the candidates and, the, and everything. They, they follow all the political leanings and stuff like that. They get a, a much broader picture. They don't get a quick snapshot. They, yeah. don't, they don't get... What the uh, the media, which is already leaning left or right, yeah. you don't. And this is yeah, and I'm not even saying that like voters don't have bias. Obviously, they do. They're oh, going to vote for one, but but I tell people what I found um, a lot, and you can see this, and you can do this experience yourself. Go to someone who says they never voted or their oh, vote doesn't count, everything, and ask them about a particular issue. Now go to someone who votes and ask them about that issue. The guy who votes is going to know more about it, what's actually going on, than the guy that doesn't. I've seen it played out so many times. I do it myself all the time. You know, when they ask, oh, when did you vote? who did you vote for? Well, I don't vote. Okay. Well, what about this? Uh, I was like, you don't know. If you don't know, you can't get upset about what's going on. If yeah. you don't vote, you cannot get upset that the person that you didn't like, you don't like, is in, in control right now. Right. Because you didn't do anything. You did not vote. You right. did not have your voice. You did not let your voice heard. And you're not, you know, voting is not a magic bullet. Because there's three, you know, 330 million uh, Americans. That means that's 330 million voices. Um, you're not always going to get your way, which yeah. we've seen. Yeah. Um, so, but you have to be part of the process. The only way to move things going is to be part of the process, and that that's one of the reasons why I say I am glad Trump won because it's made more people aware that they have to be part of the process. It's like a hard reboot, right? Yeah, you have to sit there. You can't be sidelined anymore. You can't be... You could be sidelined. I'm not saying you can't because you can do whatever the fuck you want. But you can't sit there on the sideline and bitch about everything going on when you won't get your fat ass up and be part of the process. Right. All right? And yeah, I'm fat shaming. You fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking about something a little more upbeat. So our... uh, Asia, Argento. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How, <laughs> it's the how offensive that, gentleman, goddammit. How is Listen that more of... Wait, we went from the death of a great American about political politics. politics, and then you're like, for something more upbeat, we're going to go to a, a woman raping a man? Yes. That's how is that uh, more upbeat? Because it's sardonic. <sighs> and this is offensive. It is offensive. Yes, it's, it's supposed to be. 
But if right. I would have said now on to something even worse, we would have lost listeners because they'd have been like, "Oh fuck, it's already so." Oh man, we're so sorry, so down. We're they so start. Depressed. They started talking about Trump and shit. They went from John McCain being a POW to Trump and shit. Now I feel guilty about not voting. And then shit. Now what's going to happen? Oh, and now on something brighter. Oh, what's going to happen? Rape. Oh fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but no, seriously though, like, this is this is a, a big uh, sticking point, especially for like the hashtag Me Too movement. Oh, uh, huge! So for the for the listeners it's that huge. that don't know, um, Asia, Asia, it's it's it's, it's pronounced Asia, but Man, it's pronounced it's spelled this, Asia. This, this chick's name is Asia. You can't <laughs> you fucking can. just change the shit. God damn it! That's a whole continent. But you can't just fucking do it. But she's Asia. Well, maybe is, is that like Ladasha? Is no, that what that is? Well, she's Italian. Like L-A. She's Italian, like so that might, hyphen. Be, that might be the Italian way of pronouncing it. No. Bitch's name is Asia. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not playing that. This is like the fucking pronoun game. She's not dictating my speech. I don't speak in Italian, I don't, so I don't know. Yeah. How, I don't. Do you, how do you say in Italian? How many hands do I have to I, fling around to say that in Italian? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Welcome to Dose Offensive, gentlemen. Uh, uh, but no, seriously. So you have the the hashtag Me Too movement, uh, or the as we like to call it here, the Pound Me Too movement, uh, which uh, Rose McGowan was a huge proponent for uh, Actually, against Harvey Weinstein, and so was she. And so was she uh, was she was the bigger one because yeah, she was the first one that stood up and was like and and publicly yeah. accused him, you know, on stage and everything like that. Right. And then everyone pretty much started following suit. Well, but, I really liked. Uh, Rose McGowan's uh, response to it. I mean, by liked, I mean I hated. But where she was like, "Well, now let's wait for the let's oh, wait for the facts so you, to come you're in." You're being facetious. Yes, absolutely. Yes, because well, and, and that highlighted our biggest. So let's go recap what we're, yeah. we're actually talking yeah. about before we get into the discussion. Yeah, let's let's give a recap. So the Me Too movement we know a year ago is uh, a lot of um, Hollywood starlets and stuff like that came out and started making accusations against Harvey Weinstein saying that they were sexual misconduct, and then that's led to further accusations against other people about sexual misconduct in Hollywood. Um, now, here's the good and here's the bad. The good part is that it empowered people who were victims of sexual assault, sexual, you know, I say sexual assault because sexual misconduct could be a very broad term. Yes. So, and none of those are really crimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. But their crimes, I, I worry about people who are victims of crimes. I'm not sorry for people who were in a socially awkward position. Right. Those are two different things. Right. And I actually had a discussion uh, with, my, with my wife earlier when uh, something was on the radio and they talked about these sexual assault victims or survivors, as they like to be called. And I kind of scoffed. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And she's like, what? And I was like, well, you know, it's it's nothing. It's just the verbiage, you know. And uh, and what I meant by that was, and I had to explain myself, was I don't want to see, quote-unquote, sexual harassment victims of, like, a pet on the butt or touching on the shoulder or things that are reconsidered very light to be equivalent uh, to rape. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see those... Uh, put in the same category. Put in the same category because then you hugely take away from, um, from, uh, or you detract attention away from actual rape survivors. Yeah, and that's that's horrible. Like you don't. I mean, well, see, the difference is because so rape, rape is a is a violation of a person, right? Right. It is a power play, but is a violation of a person that you are, 
you are basically taking all agency from that individual mm-hmm. and subjecting them to you. And, and and that's a very heinous thing. And and people who do that are, are scumbags. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are. Uh, man or woman. Yes. Well, well, I don't know. No, no, we'll, we'll get into this. Women can't rape because we don't have because they don't no, have. No, boners. we're gonna get we're gonna get into that too. Oh, oh we will. But <laughs> no, I don't want to. You know, and granted, we're not saying that sexual harassment gets a pass. Like, yeah, obviously, if you're harassing someone, um, no, I do believe no means no. Yes. And if when so, you say it, yeah, let when someone you say know. It. You know, because someone might be awkward and, and trying to pick you up, and Beca- you be, because and I say it when you say no because. For instance, you have uh, Terry Crews, as we talked about before, yeah, who did not say anything. He he was uh, uh, sexually harassed. He was grabbed by another man in front of his wife, uh, and he did not say anything. And then he later on, been. he comes back and says, "Hey, this happened to me." So it's really difficult to. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to take away from. Yeah, hey man, you you were you were touched inappropriately, no, but the, you're a big ass dude. We expect you to to handle your business. Yeah, regardless. this is my this is my problem with the Terry Crews situation. Not saying that men can't be victims, but one of the things that we do, especially me, um, which I do actually teach people to be empowered to to not be victims. Like I encourage, I really set forth a lot of effort to teach people and train people to not be victims. And one of the things, you know, one of the things a lot of people that come to me, men and women that often say is that, you know, they are happy that they feel empowered, that they they can do something if they're in a situation, like they have knowledge and experience to deal with a situation like that. Then you have a man who has the position, he has the ability, he has the ability yeah. The 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 impulsiveness, you know, you know, he, he had to fail to enforce his boundaries. He, he failed to force his boundaries, and it's like, okay, that's kind of different, you know. It's like I can't feel you the same way as that because you had the ability and you didn't choose, you chose yeah. not to use it. Yeah. Versus someone who did not have yeah. the ability. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not to say that the other guy had con- had consent, but it, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, you know. Um, should well, he have done it? Absolutely not. You don't touch other guys that way. You don't touch anyone. You don't touch anyone that way. However. Unless you're beating the shit out of them, right? But totally that's not consensual thing. anyway. Oh, not <laughs> but uh, you know, at what point again? Again, it comes down to individual agency. Uh, yeah. You have to take care of yourself. You, you have to take care of your own. And you if have, you're not doing that, then you're going to get ran over. If you have the ability to take care of yourself and you don't do it, should I put you? I can't put you in the same category as someone who didn't have the ability, right, to impose themselves and empower themselves in that situation. Right. All right, so th- and that's why I say that the, the Terry Crews thing is a really sticking point. It's not. It's not that I hate Terry Crews. I love him. I love him to death. Dude's and hilarious. I know. As I said many times, I get confused. Old Spice I get, guy. I get confused for him all the time. <laughs> I do. I love the dude to death. I love all his work. I love everything. I like him as a person. I do. I really do. But in this situation, I'm, I have to give you know. This is the ten. This is what I call the difference between friends and allies. Um, Allies are are on your you know want you to stick to a party line. Friends are going to tell you when you done fucked up, right? And I would rather be his friend than an ally. And, I, and this friend, as a, as a friend, I say, yo, bro, you fucked up because you allowed, you failed. You have the ability to establish boundaries. Yeah, you have. You are an impulsive. You're an impre- You know, big black man. And being the same, I know how that is. I know how we're perceived. I know how we're perceived. I said, but you have the ability to enforce your boundaries. You fail to do that. Yeah, I cannot put you in the yeah. same category as, you know, this woman over here who is 125 pounds soaking wet, does not have the ability to do the same thing. Right. So, 
that's just me. But yeah, now back to Asia. Asia. God damn it, that's your name. Asia Argento. I'm not giving it up. But no, so so give us a recap of, of what so, so she publicly came out against uh, she, Harvey Weinstein. She publicly came and out and said how Harvey Weinstein uh, she was at Cannes. So little squirrel. Interesting thing is I was actually supposed to be at that Cannes. Um Oh yeah, yeah, I think you told me. Yeah, yeah. I was actually was invited to go. Um a friend of mine, he we met in Amsterdam with a, another friend of her his who she is actually I did not even realize how influential she was in the when I met her in the uh Hollywood scene until I was like I started to Google her and look her up and I'm like, holy shit. She's done a lot. She's been, you know, pro, you know, behind the scenes on a lot. She has her credits on several movies and stuff like that. And I know we so uh they offered me to go down there to this cans and I was like, oh no, I gotta work and Yada yada yada, and I made every excuse in the world not to go, and then this happened. I'm like, "Fuck! I could have been there for that." Yeah, but, but would you really wanted to? I mean, it, you'd been like the prequel to Terry Crews. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. I, no. No. Because <laughs> I, everyone, anyone who knows me knows if you grab me unconsensually, there is going to be consequences and repercussions. Right. And I am an equal opportunity. I don't care who you are. I'm equal opportunity. There are boundaries. But anyway, so going back to that, she accused, she, uh, accused uh, Harvey Weinstein of raping her at Cannes. Um, she was very big and prominent and standing up in the Me Too movement. So it is a, sh- I don't know. I can't even say it's a shock because, you know, to be honest with you, I kind of expected this. Well, it's about the virtue signaling, right? Yeah, because it was a hard virtue signaling. For people that don't know, virtue signaling is when you try to stand up on a platform and you know show the, to show that you're this beacon of morality or above reproach and all that stuff like that, knowing damn well uh, that the reality is, in your is closet. yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're just as dirty as the people you're accusing. And I kind, I, I, I kind of expected this to come up because. After the stuff I've heard of what goes on in Hollywood um, from people who are there, and I have several friends who are in the Hollywood scene, it's like you know, there's sexual, there's a lot of sexual predators in Hollywood. They're not all men. They're mostly men. They're mostly men, but they're not all men. And so to hear this, that's a huge misconception, though. You know that not only men are the predators. It's like no, it's I see a lot, a lot. Of of news feeds saying you know female uh, teachers well, sleeps with like students and stuff like that and nothing happens to them they're in the news once and that's it. Well, here's it is it's because it's because about a, it's about a power dynamic, right? Right. So generally, men are men on average are bigger, stronger, faster, more able to enact violence or the threat of violence yeah. to other people even other men than mm-hmm. women can. Absolutely. Women are not that capable, so their prey tends to be someone that they can manipulate who is not as big as powerful. That's who why, tends to be younger. Right. So when yep. you usually hear about like rape cases involving a woman, um, they're usually not. Generally, it does happen. Yeah. There are cases well, I, of women. I, I, I know for sure. I've heard two different ways that it happens, and there's always the, the obvious third. But one is it's that they're underage. That the victim is underage and yeah. and uh, the uh, the perpetrator will be in a position of trust, like a teacher or a mentor, uh, or some a mentor kind of or something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, or you have the um, 
essentially the date rape, right? So you have I, I, uh, women who, like, like I, I, I've, I've heard stories, and I, and I know, uh, oh, girls like going into guys' dorm rooms when they're passed out or whatever, like oh, essentially no. breaking and entering. No, that, shit, I was involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm saying you have like those instances too, where it's like it's not all guys uh, doing that. Yeah. And then you have like the outliers, like uh, the, <laughs> I think the a few ones weeks that... ago I heard of a a, a woman who um, found a guy, tied him down for like a few days, and just force fed him Viagra. Yeah, and it was just like, huh? Or the or the what was the one? Huh. It was a couple of years. Ago, I thought that was so funny. It's um, like, how do we think that's okay? Like as a society, like I mean, like I mean. Like yeah. how is that okay? Oh, it's because men are men are not victims no matter what. That's what it is. Well, it's not so that men are victims. It's that we don't we don't we don't as a society care about male victimhood, and we don't. Well, we well really that's don't. what I'm saying. We don't give the same credence to men right. as we do women. Right, and then but because we're is, expected to like, well, fucking get. But this know, is why this up. is this is why this case, uh, especially his accusation against Asia, is a a big deal. Is because one, the victim is a male, right? Um, and he's accusing her, mm-hmm. right? But the response to his accusations have not been the same. And this is one of the things why I say things like that. When you have very dogmatic idea ideologies. They never succeed in what they're trying to do because there's so many contradictions because their stated goals and their actions are so different, right? So stated goal about the Me Too movement is that it's supposed to allow people, sexual people of uh, sexual assault or sexual misconduct to come up and voice themselves and be heard and we got to believe them and all that stuff like that, yada, 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 only if it's women. Right, and the action is only if it's women. Only if it's women. Yeah. And their actions is... Only if it's women. Sure, we we talked about Terry Crews, right? We talked about he Terry even Cruz. testified before Senate. Yeah, he talked about the Senate. He didn't get the outcry of support. No, he did not. He actually got the negative. He didn't he, get the he, outcry of support no. that others. But even the guy who uh, accused uh, 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 how's the cards, dude? Come on, oh, Kevin uh, Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah. Kevin Spacey did not get the outcry of support. You no. haven't heard his name paraded all around, yeah, but you hear no. all these other people who accuse Harvey Weinstein's, their names are constantly out there because they're women. And it's because we don't treat them the same. And so we have this one with Asia Argento. Mm-hmm. She, now mind you... Asia. Her fucking okay, name is Asia. Asia Argento. But mind you, unlike <laughs> Harvey and some of the others accuser, she paid off hers. She paid off hers. She... Which already lends credence to it actually so being true. It doesn't mean, well, it doesn't mean necessarily it's true and it happened, but gosh darn it, it sends up a big red flag. Yeah, I'm saying it gives credence to it. Yeah, is there yeah. something, something happened? But then, of course, we also caught her in a lie. Oh. Because yep. when this accusation first came out, she said she never, she did a Bill Clinton. I never had sex with that young man. She did. She said that. Then, oh, more information came out and said, oh, um, hmm, you guys are in bed together topless? Ooh, here's yeah, these back no and re- forth. Here's <laughs> these text messages when you're saying that, you know, he, he did, you did sleep with him. Now she's like, okay, I did sleep with him. And it's like, oh, well, gee, so. So you did rape him. So essentially. You, yeah, so like, essentially she did from, rape him from, from regardless. Her, yeah, I slept with him. Like, no, you raped him. You raped from, him. From a legal standpoint, you, statutory rape. He was below the age of consent. And, yep. and I love how, you know, so 
this is the dynamic here that 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 why this is a good thing, quote unquote good thing, is because it's gonna it's gonna have to push this conversation further, is because the 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 my biggest gripe with the Me Too movement is that it eliminated due process. Absolutely, it eliminated Absolutely. due process. It, it was the uh, the court of public opinion. Right. There was no there was no innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. It was an accusation. You believe the person. Blah blah, and I will say this, uh, and wholly and truly, you know, that I generally, I would say probably more more likely than not, the accuser is t- telling the truth. Yeah, more likely than not, not, they're telling the truth. But the whole purpose of due process is to figure out for what those per- when that those times when the accuser is not telling the truth, because we know it happens. The problem with people who are dogmatic ideologues, feminists, and people who go along with this thing is because they'll sit there and go, things that women never lie about, rape. Bullshit. I'm like, like, bitch, do you see these fucking thousands of cases we could parade in front of you that showed women lied just about about being raped? Like, are you fucking serious? And that's not a new phenomenon. You have, uh, have, um, what was it, cases from the 60s, 70s that are being... Emmett uh, Till. Yeah. I always tell, bring this up because this is what happens, and you know, I'm not, I'm not about to get in my, I'm about to get a little bit pro black on you, but this is one of my, my things where I get as <laughs> careful. He's like, he's like pounding his fist with, right now with uh, uh, white women. I'm sorry. This is one of the problem I get. All two of you that are about to leave now, y'all need to hear me out. <laughs> All two of you. That leave. <laughs> this we is don't my have problem. That many viewers. What I have about white women is when they get into the subject is that they sit there and act like they're fucking holier than thou and they're fucking they never do anything wrong and i'm like bitch do you understand the suffering of the black man that's happened at the hands of white men and women for fucking decades actually centuries at this point i was like i told one lady she, i was like she's i was like i don't believe every woman that comes up and tells me i said like, i'm not going to believe them i'll listen to them i don't believe in listen and believe i listen and verify Right, and she's like, "Oh, that's because you just hate women, and you know that, and you just don't, you're a misogynist." And yeah, And I said, and I was like, "I have examples of why I don't believe them." She's like, "What?" I said, "Emmett Till." <laughs> Emmett Till didn't. <laughs> or her biggest deflection was like, "The woman didn't do anything to Emmett Till. Exactly. The man is the one that killed him." I was like, "Bitch," because she was the one accused who fucking him. accused him. She yeah. couldn't. She she went and rallied. A, she fucking rallied a mob to go out and kill them. I said, "You're trying to tell you're 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 really sitting here trying to say that she's innocent and all this." And when the bitch l- sit there and confessed that she lied. Oh, okay. Well, you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> she confessed that she lied. I even probably like here. Here's her statement. She lied. She's just like, so I guess everything that's wrong in the world is just a white woman's problems. I said, no, I didn't say everything in the world, but. That doesn't mean that you guys are above reproach. Like, oh, absolutely. You are you no, you no, could be no questioned one, and criticized like anybody else. Yeah, no one based off of like a generic identity, especially when you start getting into identity politics. Exactly. No one is above reproach. You know. No one. You know. Everyone. This is what I like to say. Everyone. Uh, you know, we are all equally pieces of shit. Like we all have skeletons in the col- closet. Uh, yeah. We all have our our downfalls. Our our our. Uh, our hypocrisies, our opinions, and everything like that. And, you know, we're lucky enough to be able to share this opinion over the airwaves. Well, we are. Well, because the airwaves, more like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi you know, whatever. You know that. But it, it's because it's cause the internet and everyone can. Right. But the, the, so this is why I have a problem with this. When you get to these dogmatic ideologies is because you sit there and say, 
hey, this can't happen to this group because X or this never happens. Or, this group never does anything because and I was like, no, that's that's fucking phenomenally false. So we have Asia Argento lying about her sexual contact with this minor. Um Paid him and, off. And then confesses with it. Then confesses. But then it, here's the part that really pissed me off. And, and for, for really different reasons is that she also blamed Anthony, her boyfriend, Anthony Bourdain, um, about why she actually paid the paid it off. And but, I was like, but after Bourdain died, right? After he died. But th- yeah. the thing that got me about this is that the timeline doesn't fit. Now, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, by all means, someone correct me. But I've been looking into this and based off of what I've gleaned. And just the quick, you know, just aside, uh, I've often said Anthony Bourdain is a hero of mine. This is someone I've actually had communications with. Um, I actually met his ex-wife. Uh, so, you know, this was all through jiu-jitsu. This is someone I, I really looked up to for for years, for years, since his first book came out. Right. So th- I will say my bias is for Anthony Bourdain over Asia Argento. But looking to at this, the timeline doesn't ma- add up. So the incident what took place what happened in 2013. Uh, if I recall correctly, the payoff uh, was in 2014. She didn't meet Anthony Bourdain because they said they met on when he was filming Parts Unknown, Rome, which I want to say is 2015. Um, I'm doing this all the top of my head. I, uh, but l- l- let me let me look. You keep talking. You can look it up, but. If that's the timeline, then it doesn't make sense. And honestly, I think what happened with this is that um, this is my take. This is not factual or anything. This is my my perceived opinion on this is that Asia was getting divorced from her then husband. And that was the year she was getting divorced. She had this kid that she's known since he was seven years old. And they were... You know, he's 17 now, and he had, I guess, had a crush on her, may have had a crush on her or something like that. But she was that motherly figure, and she wanted to feel attractive and good and wanted because I've seen a lot of this happen with recently divorced men and women. You know, as soon as they split up with someone or they're going through that separation with someone, they want to feel immediately wanted or attractive or, you know, valuable to another person. So they're going to latch on, latch on to the first thing that looks at them sideways and say, uh, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to have sex with this person or whatever, you know, have a little quick rebound relationship to, to make myself feel good. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's literally rebound. Yeah. Literally. And that's what well, I think that's what happened with her and her and uh her her victim well, and and that and, and that's really sad that like you're on this platform and you had to resort to having a kid right anyway so uh but we were asking what uh when the Rome episode of Parts Unknown was right yeah uh from the explorepartsunknown.com it was December 2016 December 2016 yeah. so then that mean well was that when it aired or when it was filmed Probably when it aired. Okay, so if well, it was filmed, uh, actually, it, I don't, I don't know. It just says uh, uh, Bourdain's field notes, uh, Rome, December twenty sixteen, and then it goes into the episode. Okay. so it could have been filmed before that. I don't so, know how far before. Well, that. just a little background. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, when he died, he he was very close to us. Um, He's only two hours away. Uh, I knew he was filming Parts Unknown, um, and was actually planning on meeting up with him if possible. 
Um, but he, uh, this, this, the, the show was not going to air until like at least six months. And from my own small experience with, uh, television, my, it was from the, the, my TV appearance before it actually aired was about eight months from when it was filmed until it aired. So, um, December 26th, it might've been 2016, but, it, but it could have been a year earlier. Don't know. But anyway, the whole purpose point of that is that she met him way after all this took place. So for her to come back and try to blame him for why she paid it off is bullshit. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't line up. That's some baby back bullshit. It doesn't bullshit. line up, but only that, but you can't, you can't blame someone. Right, because I mean, like you did the action. I'll take some more. You did the action, and then you paid. That's good. At this and, moment, uh, be, I am pouring more uh, whiskey and to the glasses. Right. I mean, what we, we're down to like half bottle. A little under. Ooh. We haven't done this in a while, so we haven't. Oh my goodness. We Worth might it. actually finish that. Worth it. I'm down to. I'm down to. I'm down to Joe. Ro- side note: This is. I'm down to Joe Rogan. This shit today. <laughs> you know, just like fucking episode after episode, we can knock out two, three today. But anyway, anyway, all right, let's get on the right track. Back so, Asian Argentina. So, uh, again, this is an entire um, uh, discussion point contrast to the ha- to uh, what the Me Too movement is about. It's received a lot of uh, criticism from people who were already against the Me Too movement, um, not just against it, but uh, like we said before, because it was. Uh, more idealistic. It uh, took away due than, process. Yeah. Um, now, uh, it, it begs the question, it opens the discussion even more about can women be perpetrators and can well, men be victims? Well, we know women can be perpetrators, men can be victims. The problem, the question is, are we going to treat them the same? And, well, the, and at the moment, right. no, we don't. No, we don't, absolutely. And it's not a, it's not a societal thing. Let, 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 let's be clear. The people who push this, and I'm, and I'm definitely pointing the finger, the people who push this, the way that we treat male and female um, victims of sexual assault uh, or well, rape, I hate keeping saying this, but rape, is, is our feminists. Feminists sat there and said for, for decades now that men can't be victimized. They're only the, they're, they're only the uh, uh, perpetrators, never the victim. Yeah. And we always knew that's not the case, but they kept harping on it. And the way we know that this is a this is the thing that feminists do is because they still do it right now. Yeah, it's the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy. So it's and like, I, no, I don't think that I don't think that means what you yeah. think it means. I think the definition is a little skewed. I think you're just trying to blame quote unquote well, the man. It's an ex- no, it's an excuse to it's it's a way to excuse your your own bad behavior. Right. It's just like when I get on my my fellow black people who say black people can't be racist. Because um, the man. Bitch, yes, you can. And I know this because I'm racist as fuck. But the reason being, yes, because racism, the definition of racism is that, <laughs> damn right there, Whitey. Um, the definition oh. of racism is that you feel that some you are superior to another based off their race. Right? You are superior or the, the other race is inferior to you based off your race. I believe I'm superior to everybody, regardless of race. I, well... You, you, you're not you're not racist then. You're I'm just an individual. Y- yes, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. I was gonna say an, in, I was gonna say individual you're gonna try hatred. To clean it up. I'm an asshole. That's yeah. what it is. But I mean, you're an offensive gentleman, sir. 
Oh, well, thank you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but you, black people, anyone can be racist. Anyone, if you think your race is better than, if you believe someone is more inferior to you due to their race, not their other characteristics, not, not to their, you know, uh, genetic makeup or anything like that, if you feel they're inferior to you, you're racist. So anyone can be racist. Anyone can be sexist. Anyone can be uh, a perpetrator or a victim. Right. I mean, and this is even opening up the discussion from like Hollywood to academics. Right, because very recently there was a uh, professor from NYU who was a uh, devout lesbian who was accused. I don't think they exist. Well, devout lesbian. I, I don't think. Is that even a thing? Is that like I a devout Catholic I or Christian? They, I don't know. I will just say so this. this was, uh, uh, go ahead. I'll just say this. I have never in my entire life, now you might exist, and I have pretty, I have many lesbian friends. Yeah, it's a long life. It is. I have many lesbian friends, but I have never met a lesbian who's only ever been with women. I have met gay guys that's only been with guys. I have never met a lesbian that's only been with women. That's because options. True. It's so it's so abundant, right? Uh, well, there's more women than men. Well, not only that, but it's so available, right? Like like what uh, what. Uh, a woman has like so many more available options because quote unquote men are dogs, right? Sure. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but <laughs> so you have the academic side of the, you had the Hollywood, and now you had the academic side. Uh, NYU professor who was a, um, a, le- a, a quote, quote unquote lesbian, uh, sexually ha- harassed and assaulted a, a gay, gay student. student. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you interesting. Can't make because, this shit yeah, up. yeah, this is, but it's uh, it's one of those things. It's and this goes back to what I said earlier about it being like a power dynamic or a, a position of trust. Where, uh, and this is it's actually really interesting. The vast majority of uh, uh, female perpetrators are teachers of some sort. They're in a position of power, right? But that's but, why. But specifically, teachers, though. Well, because teacher, but so I mean, I know that's highly uh, power. But but teacher is a position of power. Is a position. Oh, absolutely. You get your you get your parent you get your power through you know the perception of authority. Mm-hmm. So again, when you say we say rape is not a thing about you know rape is not something you do for sexual pleasure. It does the sex does play into it. To a pit. Some people rape because they're sexually But it's about frustrated. the power dynamic, But right? there's a power dynamic because you feel people who do sex, even if they're doing sex, the act for pleasure, is doing it because they know they are powerful enough to impose that act on another person. Right. And when it comes to these teachers, most of the time when it's a female victim, they're in a... Well, they're in a they're in a position of uh, their position of power is usually authority figure, so a teacher is the most common one. Right, yeah. You know, some kind of mentorship teacher, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, where they, they do that. But the, the difference between the reaction to this and if it was a dude was when she was accused by her student, no one listened believed. No one listened and believed. No. Nope. They didn't believe the victim. No, 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 no. no. You just banged the teacher, man. Congrats. Yeah. So dude. you know who you know what they did? They came to her support. They wrote letters. They were yeah. outraged. From all around the world. All around the world. All around the world. Yeah. Saying, saying, we, uh, saying we know her and uh, we believe that the student or the uh, the accuser is just doing this for 
uh, what was the word I saw? I, I can't bring up the article right now. She, uh, he was, she was saying was that doing it for uh, attention or well, gratification. He, he's or, saying it was he's using the Title Nine against the yes. uh, women, and that's not what it's used for. And it was like Title Nine. I was like, well, first of all, the Title Nine provisions now are fucking bullshit because they they also eliminate due process. But I find how you're questioning Title Nine now when it's one of your own that's accused mm-hmm. versus someone who find you find on the other side the other. So, I, well, I think it's interesting to see the Title Nine case between faculty student, especially in this dynamic. Yeah. Instead of against student student. Yeah. Well. But I think it goes on. So I do think a lot of sexual, I can tell you from my own personal experience um, in the university and academia, was that uh, I was actually uh, pursued by several of my professors, one of them a guy. And it was because when I came there, you know, they they thought, I think they thought, well, I, I, I know with one, she was like, she was infatuated with the whole point of my upbringing, and she wanted to mentor me, you know, mentor me and all that stuff like that. And I, you know, I went along with it until I realized that she was actually trying to move this somewhere else. And other students warned me, they're like, "Hey, you need to look out for her because she's known for uh, bagging freshmen." And yeah, and this happened to me at a major at a it, major it, university. It, isn't that interesting though? Yeah. Like she's known for bagging freshmen. Yeah. But it, it, it kind of it, it's it's bewildering. It's, yeah. it's uh, ahead, and but the difference was so the, the the male professor that like you know he was gay, but the male professor that like when I was like, hey, yo, I'm gay, I'm not 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 gay. He was like, oh shit, my bad, cool, and we and moved on. She. Basically, it was like I had to sit there and be like, "Yeah, I got a girlfriend. Shit's not gonna happen." And I stopped taking her class. Was she still trying to pursue you after that? Well, after I stopped taking her class, I didn't see her anymore. Well, Whoa. I saw her in passing, but I didn't have to see her every day. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, but, but but you know what? According to feminists, that doesn't happen to men. It's, no, it's no. only the other way no. around because it's about the unwanted attention, right? And yeah. according to women, all the attention men get is wanted. Yeah, and they, which is not true. No. Oh, again, we're talking about group, um, group demographics, group identity, right? You can't you can't uh, generically say men, women, right? When you're talking about these kinds of things. Actually, they 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 don't want us to even say guys anymore. Guys. Oh yeah, that's, that's a different podcast no, subject. Yeah, no. Oh, we're going to get on the verbiage soon, but. Uh, Maybe maybe before we start drinking, because this is lubricating a lot of stuff. Uh, but you have a uh, you had these discussions that are happening to where you can't even like like for instance you know like I am a white cis male meaning I'm fucking normal. Fuck when did shit when did that happen? When did that happen? I don't know. Maybe at birth. Maybe after. I don't know. Were you assigned at a birth? Uh, man, yeah. Why not? So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's like you know, like you're a big ass black dude. I'm a white cis male. Uh, we are essentially like two sides of the coin, and uh, we both agree, which is actually 
I don't like completely against the narrative of group identity politics. Yeah, because group identity politics states that I have to believe one thing, or I'm always the quote unquote the man holding people down. I am what's wrong with society, things like that. And you are the victim. Yeah, and and, and in reality, you really t- care about me. <laughs> That's because choking is caring. Uh, that's because I choke him often. <laughs> like that, yes. That's not even a joke. That's actually no, that's happened. actually true. Yes, jujitsu. <laughs> but it's uh, it's one of those things where you know once you start talking about these kinds of poli- these kinds of ideologies to where uh, men can't be victims, um, women are always victims, things like that, and you're talking about uh, men always want this kind of attention. Women never want this kind of attention. It's unwanted attention. Uh, it's very, it's very interesting the dynamic that you have, and that's why I like listening to Jordan Peterson about some of this stuff because he, he, he asks questions, and and I had to, uh, I had to tell someone this uh, pretty recently. I was like, I want you to listen to this podcast. I want you to listen to him speak. This is what he'll say. Don't take it as anything other than a question. Yeah, because that's how he speaks. Um, he he, but, but he asks a question and works through it. Ex- exactly, but but it's a lot of times like I think he asked the question of uh, going back to like sexual harassment, thing like that. Is like should women be a, is a a Vox interview? I think he did. Was that in Vox? Yeah, Vox is was. some other some of those bullshit networks where the guy <laughs> asked. Vox is uh, bullshit. They are uh, where they asked. So they were, they were talking about him, about women in the workplace, and he asked, you know, he's like, I don't know if women can be in the workplace. Uh, what, like, what is acceptable to be in the workplace? We've well, only been doing this for about 40 or 50 years. Yeah, he said it's, this is actually a can, new phenomenon. Women, so do we know the rules? Yeah, exactly. So should if you don't want sexual har- harassment or sexual assault in the workplace, should women be allowed to wear makeup? Yeah, and that that they sparked our outrage, and this is how I oh, know it, people. It did. And he asked the question because of what yeah. makeup stimulates, right? And because that's how I know people are stupid because they're like, "Who are you talking about?" I said, "Bitch, why the fuck do you wear makeup? You yeah. make yourself to look sexually attractive." And not only that, if you watch the unedited version, he goes into that. Yeah, the whole purpose he, 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 he of makeup that. is to make you look more attractive than you are. Yeah, that and is lipstick the whole is to purpose. simulate the arousal of a female. With well, that's why red, brighter red, right? Red lipstick is always considered horror lipstick because it's supposed to symbolize a woman who is sexually aroused and is waiting, you know, wanting sexual attraction and you know, and into me because that that sh- that shows the flushness of blood going into the face, especially the lips. Right, right, and it, and it's, it, but it's it's. Obviously, there is a trend that men like, like biologically, and women like too. Well, well, yeah, but I'm saying like, like for for, but I think women who want this attention play to the desires of the men, right? Yeah, the bright red lipstick. You may not like. You may like it because it's the color, but you also like it because of the attention that you garner from it. Well, who's the bit? Who are the bigger critics of a woman's appearance? Men or women? Women, exactly. Wholeheartedly, women. 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 uh, The only people who hate women more than men, other women. Other women. You know, I always and and, and, and it's ferocious too. I always make this a guy joke. will like like eh, I don't care for her. I'm just gonna leave her alone. Women will go like claws raging, like just ferocious for for no reason. Seems like. Well, I always make this joke where I say, uh, "I'm a, a misandrist." Is I said a misogynist 
is a man who hates women as much as women hate women. A misandrist is a woman that hates men because she he doesn't hate women as much as women hate women. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true. And you know, we that's why when I, I hear about like, you know, I hear feminists harp about this unrealistic beauty standards. I'm like, bitch, we didn't pick it. Because no. you know what wait, 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 wait. I want to point this out <laughs> because I had to get it. The, the a lot of times when the feminists, at least when I was growing up, were talking about unrealistic beauty beauty standards, they always pointed pointed to the Barbie doll, right? You want a Barbie doll looking, and you want this Barbie, 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 Barbie. Men did not create Barbie. A woman created Barbie. Yes. A woman created Barbie. She's a that wasn't a, a man created He Man, and no man I know I have not met a man yet, and I've been around for a while. That was sitting there that looked at He Man and was like, you know what? That's an unattainable standard of masculinity and it's just toxic and everything. We were just like, yo, that nigga's He Man. You that, know what I'm saying? That's why. It's because he, he's He Man. Yeah, like, like yo, have that's you He-Man. watched the show? The we, shit's magical. Well, it's a fucking so, sword. <laughs> and I always, I always talk about this. So a lot of men, you know, especially a lot of men, young and old, uh, they are very big fans of Dragon Ball Z. Or Dragon Ball in general, oh, Dragon yeah. Ball Z, Super oh, yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. right? Goku, Goku, yeah. Goku, and Vegeta, big forerunner, big muscle bound, violent dude. Goku's dumb as shit. Vegeta, like, there's so many there, but like, so many guys can re- relate to that and they love that. And like, it, it's it's a huge thing. Is like, but they don't sit there and develop this whole thing. Like, there is no way in hell. Go they, look they, at Goku's hair. No one has that hair. Yeah, no yeah. one has that hair or tail. Or well, or the well, he actually doesn't have well, his tail. Well, Vegeta anymore. does. Vegeta has his tail, but Goku yeah. does not have his tail anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I know. I've seen it. I'm one of the guys that you just described. goddammit. it. Okay. Stop trying to leave me out. All right. I'm included in that identity. Goddamn it. Hey, hey you're welcome. It's a group. I'm in it. We're hanging out. <laughs> We're having nachos on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, no, it's it's completely agree. Like, and that's where you have a lot of guys who have the the the. The uh, what the laissez faire, like, oh, I don't give a shit, whatever, yeah, right. And, and women like to say that these are uh, unfair uh, standards, and things like that. It's like, well, it's not, it's not really unfair because, like, you put that on yourself. No, no, you put like, that on yourself, you know, but it's also about your, your own, your own self worth, your own self perspective and worth, right? When you look in the mirror, are you the person you want to see looking back at you? And if the answer that's is a, that's no, a really good question. That's a really yeah. Good question. If the answer is no, some people work to make that person. Like I will, I will definitely say the person I am today is when I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, "Yo, nigga, you, you bad as shit. I need you to be the badass motherfucker you can be." And I worked to be the baddest motherfucker I could be. That's how I went through life. Other people sit there and go, "Man, I'm a. I understand this ain't where I want to be, but." I don't really want to enact the laborer to change it, so we're going to well, roll with it. Well, it's, it's right there. Right there. That little comment right there, that, that kind of, that triggered me. That triggered me. Okay. Triggered. That, yes. That, that, and it was the last one. It wasn't the first one of like, I want to be the bad motherfucker, right? It was the, I don't want to put in the work to be a bad motherfucker, right? Or just and, to and be generally, who you, so well, who you want to be. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not getting, I'm not going in that direction. But you have like, uh, we talked. You talked about the individual. Like, yeah. I don't want to put in the work to be that guy, right? A lot of times when I when I see that discussion, I see it happening the other way, like victim victim blaming, 
or not victim blaming, but but claiming victimhood. And you have like, oh, but I can't do that because you know, this shit's happening, or you know, this guy won't let me do it, or yeah, you know, and, they, and you have it. I mean, it, and when you talk about rights in uh, in in today's society, really kind of all over the world, I'd say it's it's very difficult to find a place to where there's not equality. Right. I mean, granted, there are there are areas where equality there's, there's is no not first equal. world. There's no first world nation. Right. A but, Western nation that is not yeah, does but, not have equality, legal in, equality. But in America, right? We're talking about first world problems, literally. 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 And, and it's just kinda like, so what's stopping you? What's mm-hmm. stopping you from going to the gym? What's got what's stopping you from working out? Yeah. There's what's stopping you from doing this? Nothing. Not nothing. nothing. Like like uh um, say for instance, you want to be a bad motherfucker. You want to get in shape. You want to do all this. Well, what's stopping you? Like, Nothing. what do you need? Nothing. Like, like and you and don't I even need. A, you, you don't even need a gym membership. You no. can either go to the store, get some dumbbells, or you can do some body weight exercises. Well, on the playground. Here's like, the thing. So, like, and I, I know what it is too, because I, I go through bouts of that as well. You know, I I spend my life, you know, trying to be a bad. I wanted to be the guys I saw in the comic books. I wanted to be that because I knew I could, and. With I also know I hit those moments where I'm like, do I really want to go do this workout? You know, I'll, I'm I'm gonna try to find every excuse not to go in the gym, not to get on the mat, not to do this. I'm gonna find every excuse not to do it, and when I find that good excuse that makes me feel good about myself, I'm gonna use it. I said the difference between, and I always say, you know, and even with me, I'm putting myself in that. I said the reason I'm not a world champion is me, not because anyone else. Is me because there's someone out there putting in the time, the work, the dedication, the sweat, the blood, the tears to be the world champion. Yep. I am not doing that. It's obsessive. Yeah. I'm it, not doing it. It is that. an obsession at that point. So I can't sit there and, and look at that. And I know, I realize, I said, look, I know I'm not doing that. And I know why I'm not doing that. It's me because I'm like, I'm not putting this in time because I'm trying to divide. Because, well, as you know, I have a lot of hobbies and a lot of interests and they very much conflict. But I know that. So I can't look at this guy and be like, yeah, that dude's a world champion. You know what? It's just unfair. It's an unreal. It's an unrealistic expectation. No, it's not unrealistic. I know why he's a world champion and I'm not. Yeah, because he's damn good at what he does. He's he well he not so much that he's so damn it. He's put the work in to become what he is. He put yeah. the work in to because I know when I when I put the work in to become something. When I sit there and I said, hey, I want to be, I want to, you know, there's times I'm like, you know what, I'm going to this tournament. I want to win that tournament. I want to. I'm not walking away without a gold. And I put in the time. And mm-hmm. when I put in that time and that effort, you know what? Nine times out of ten, I walked away with that goal. And I knew when I didn't walk away with that goal, it was on me. I was the re- I was the deciding factor. And most a lot of people do not have that insight to look at themselves and say that they rather b- blame something else. It's the patriarchy. It's this. It's all that. And I'm like, y- you're full of shit. You're so full of shit. You are holding yourself down. But I think that's an. I think that's the overarching argument against. Essentially, like a uh, new wave feminist and things like that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to share this too. I'm not going to give her. I'm not going to say her name, but I do want to give her a shout out. I know she listens. Uh, and I'm very proud of her. Is uh, there's there's an individual we knew when we first met her. Oh shit! This was like damn seven years ago. When we first met her, she was overweight. 
she wasn't fat, super overweight, but she was overweight. She was not where she wanted to be physically, emotionally. She was a single mom, you know, things were kind of rough with her. We met her, you know, between our meetings with me and her wife, and then she's seeing, um, actually, I actually taught her son jiu-jitsu for a while until uh, they had the, the PCS. Um, but I saw recently, you know, you know, we're, we're friends on Facebook. Of course, you move apart and Facebook keeps us together. That she has done a super 180. She is like, she just competed in her first uh, bodybuilding competition. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, you know what? That is an example of no excuses. Here's a single mom. She has her duties. She's a senior non-commissioned officer in the military, um, which has a lot of demand on her, especially as a female. She not only found the time and effort to to get that in order, but she started competing. She competed in her first bodybuilding competition, and she looks fantastic. And I'm like, there's no excuse. No yeah. excuse. In, get in, out your own way. Individualism. But anyway. Individualism. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Individualism. So uh, anyway, hey, guys, it's good to be back. Um, we're going to do this again. And actually now because of uh, certain changes, it should be easier to do this. Oh, yeah. It should be very. It, it could be. <laughs> we could have like a few a week now. Maybe. We don't know. We'll yeah, see. Let's, let's not go that far. <laughs> it's it's going to go that far eventually. I promise it's you. Gonna, it's going to have to. But, uh, yeah, so we talk about things, but we are definitely going to see you guys back here soon. Uh, I know it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left it's you. It's been a long time. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you, Rock dope beat to stay. <laughs> Thank you, Rakim. Thank you, Rakim. But, uh, hey, uh, so here at the DOG, we are very happy to have you guys back. Listen to us, and we have more to come. So, But at this time, we are out. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Dose Offensive Gentleman podcast. We want to hear what you got to say, so leave us a comment below and hit that like button. Also, subscribe so you can get your future DOG updates.